In chapter 5, verses 1 through 21, Paul makes an often missed but significant case that we are not to look like the rest of the world. This is verse 8. How many of you know that we are to be set apart? We are not to look like the rest of the world. This is a problem in the church because all too often we look just like everybody else. Instead of our former narcissistic way of life, what does that mean, Nathan? It means I, me, mine. (laughs) Instead of life being all about me, we are to walk in a newness of life that reflects the glory of God rather than falling short of it. This is a key idea. We're to reflect the glory of God rather than fall short of it. We're to reflect the glory of God rather than what Paul has told us in Romans 3 is the great problem with the world, that we have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Paul first exhorts the church to walk in love. That's found uh, in verse 1. But then in verse 3, he shows that we are to avoid immorality, impurity, and greed. Anybody here mastered that? immorality, impurity, and greed. Maybe, maybe you don't struggle with those, but we'll keep going. Paul goes on to say that these things shouldn't even be named among the people of God. He, can, he continues by calling out filthiness, silly talk, and coarse jesting. I had somebody... Uh, Talk, somebody argue with me not too terribly long ago about the idea of Christians and cursing, saying all kinds of uh, manner of bad words, right? And I know I'm looking at you and you're going, uh-oh, is he talking about me? Anyway, so I, I've, I've talked to somebody about this and their, uh, their principle was uh, the Bible tells us not to curse. Well, sure, the Bible does tell us not to curse. Half of the words that we use in today's world, just so you know, are not curses, They're slang, crass terms that actually have little to no meaning. Do they fall under the guise of cursing? No. But do they fall under the guise of needless talk or silly banter or foolish talk? Yes, they do. So it doesn't matter how you argue this case. God says, I need you to watch your tongue. So we're not to be a people of filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting, all of which, according to verse 4, are not fitting for God's people. Again, he provides solutions and not just a criticism when he calls the people to thanksgiving. I love this idea here, though. It's important to note that gratitude towards God, not just gratitude in general, not just being grateful to your neighbor or or to the person who, you know, bought you something, but gratitude towards God is an antidote to filthy talk and a destructive tongue. Gratitude is an, not the, but an antidote towards filthy talk uh, and towards, uh, towards this destructive tongue that we have. James talks about our tongues and uh, he provides a, a, a situation in which he says, Should it be that out of the same mouth come blessings to God and cursings to men? The answer is no. He's not saying this is just the way it is, deal with it. He's saying it shouldn't be. This way. So if we will overcome this with gratitude, we will leave these things behind. And yet again, in one more area, we will walk away from the way we used to be. 